0: Amen. The high, the rock that is higher than I, the psalmist said. Amen. I'm so thankful that he is that for us. Amen and amen. It's so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you for coming. Uh, even though you knew I was preaching, you still came. And I appreciate that. Amen amen. It's good to see each and every one of you. Amen. It's so good to uh, be back at home. We're at our second home. I have two homes, Midway and Somerville. Amen. It's so good to be back here with you all to see all of our family and our friends, amen, and if it just couldn't get any better, we've got Midway and Somerville here, so I just really feel at home, amen. Thank you, Brother Andy and Brother Kevin and Brother Tim for inviting us to come and to be a part of this, to uh, minister here in this conference. We appreciate it so much, and uh, the invitation, and we don't take that very lightly. Uh, what a wonderful job Brother Luke did last night and amen. how he preached to us, amen. Yeah, just truth, just preach truth, amen. There's a fire and we need to run, amen. Amen, looking forward to tonight hearing Brother Doug preach to us what the Lord has laid on his heart. If you have your Bibles with us here this morning, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter number 7, I'll preach to you what the Lord's laid on my heart for this service here this morning, amen. And amen. I'm liking this pulpit. Amen. It's a big old desk. I can stretch out and get all my stuff together where I need it to be. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 7. We're going to read a few verses here. Amen. Beginning in verse 24. The Word of God says, and this is Jesus speaking here, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord here this morning. Amen. What we find here... uh, is the story from Jesus to illustrate a point that he's trying to make. Jesus has been preaching and teaching for a while now. You go all the way back to Matthew chapter number 5, he begins, and this is what's called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus had began his public ministry. He had began to minister and to preach the good news of the kingdom and to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And there became a great multitude and crowd that followed him. And as he taught, he did miracles, and he did signs and wonders. Many people were healed, and those that were vexed of the enemy and the devil, they were set free, and uh, he did great and mighty things. And so the people followed him, and they followed him all the way out into the wilderness on a mountain top. And there he sat down and began to teach them and instruct them. This crowd would follow him for the next three and a half years and some various uh, uh, groups, uh, uh, different sizes, but there would always be a crowd following Jesus. We know there was always at least 12 and two others because... After his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, and they went back to Jerusalem to the upper room, Judas had died, and they were uh, uh, looking to replace him, and they found two who had been with them since the beginning, so there was always twelve, and at least two, and usually there was at least seventy more, uh, because he sent another seventy disciples out, and gave them power, and a special anointing to go and preach, and uh, heal the sick, and to cast out devils, and do things of that nature, and usually there was a larger crowd even than that, so these were five followers of Jesus. These were people who had purposed to follow him. Many of them had left everything to go after him. Some had left their jobs and their families. Some had left their homes to uh, traverse back and forth across Galilee and and, and Judah and Israel following this man named Jesus. Uh, Some of them uh, left their nets there by the seashore. Some left their boats there. Uh, But nevertheless, they all followed Jesus and heard what it was that he had to say. Uh, These are not people who were uh, necessarily sinners. These were not the vile uh, rank people. These were the ones who purposed in their hearts uh, to follow him. And that's important for us to know uh, and important for us to uh, make that distinction. He's not talking to uh, the man of Gadara here. He's not talking to the demoniacs here. He's talking to people who's come after him and followed after him and they've left and forsook things and family and friends and jobs and, and they've made the choice to go Go after Jesus, uh, and what He's taught them here is He's taught them what He expects from His followers. He's laid out for them that uh, uh, the expectations of of all who follow Him that they will meet these uh, expectations. They will uh, be poor in spirit. They will mourn over their depravity. They'll be meek and hunger and thirst uh, after righteousness as they are filled. Uh, they'll be pure in heart and they'll uh, be peacemakers and, and 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 they'll they'll go out and they'll uh, even after they follow Him they'll be persecuted but they'll endure and they won't give in. They'll go until the end. Uh, There'll be people who obey His commands and who do generously and, and pray and fast and seek the Lord. they are people who in every way embody what it means to be a righteous person uh, and follower of Jesus. Uh, but most of all, they will be the salt of the earth uh, and the light of the world. Uh, and He's give them all of these expectations and what? what. what he expects from them and elevated for them uh, 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 who followers of him how they ought to model their lives and what they ought to look like Uh, and now he's got to the end of that sermon and he's come to the close to this uh, closing argument uh, and he lets them know you've got to enter in at the straight gate and continue in that way Uh, keep going all the way to the end don't go the broad way but go on the straight and narrow Uh, and he gives them all these different things but he closes with this uh, and he says to them If you've heard what I've said and you do it, you are wise. And if you've heard what I've said and you don't do it, you are foolish. There's no other way to put it. You're either wise or you're foolish. There's no in between. You're either smart or you're not. And smarts are not dictated by your intelligence quotient. They're not dictated by how well you did in school. It's by whether you heard what Jesus said and you did it. And that makes you smart. That makes you wise. Uh, that makes you a very, very uh, a, a prudent person. Uh, and so that's what we ought to seek to do. Uh, but we find here that Jesus uh, has, has given them this parable to illustrate for them uh, that uh, uh, those that follow his teachings and those that do not, those who obey him uh, and those who do not. Uh, and he tells them this story. Uh, and it's very interesting the way that he says it. Uh, there's some things in there that we've got to note. Uh, he said that they were... Uh, they were men who built houses uh, and and, and we've got to note that there were several things that they had in similar they both responded to what Jesus said because they both built both of them had action they wasn't people of inaction they didn't just hear and then just go about their business but both of them did respond in a fashion because they both built You see, sometimes we overlook this. We we say those that have heard what Jesus said and don't do them, we've got to realize if they don't do what Jesus says, they are doing something. One way or another, you're doing something. You're building something. And they are building. They're also building in a similar location. They're building in a similar location. Because both of them are in the floodplain close to the river. Both of them are in a place where when the waters of that river begin to rise, if they're not careful, their houses will flood. And so they're both building in a similar location. I would uh, venture even that they're building in a similar fashion, that their homes are similar. The architecture is probably pretty similar. On the surface, they look identical. But there's a deeper thing there. You see, they both had the right intentions. Righteous intentions, both had holy motives, but there's a difference between them. There is a difference between these two men. I want you to know that as young people who are at conference, I have no doubt in my mind that you have good intentions. You're not here on a Saturday morning. You didn't give up your Friday night at the game and your Saturday and your Saturday night and your Sunday just to uh, get away from the house or your friends. You're here with the right intentions. You came here with holy motives to pray and to seek God and to get in His presence and to see God move and work. On the surface, every one of you have made the right choice. Every one of you have made the right decision and you're all building something. You're all working on something, amen. If if I get Brother Cooper and Brother Nick up here to help me, Brother Brother Nick get on this side and Brother Cooper on this side. If you look at these two young men, I mean they look, well maybe not physically the same, but uh, as Christians they both look the same. They go to the same church, they're in the same youth group, they've heard the same messages preached. I've seen both of these young men praying in the altar. I've seen both of them praying with others in the altar. They sing in the choir. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, they, they go and they, they work and they do things for the kingdom of God. On the surface, it seems right. On the surface, both of them are smart, wise young men. They're both building. They're both building in the right place, and they're both building in a similar fashion. But uh, Now listen, I, I'm not saying Brother Nick is foolish and Brother Cooper's wise or, or other way around. I, 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 believe, I have confidence in both of them, but, but they're just helping me illustrate this this morning. I, uh, uh, if, we, if we look deeper in the lives of both of them, we might discover some differences. Now I'm not saying there actually is differences. Again, understand this is fictitious. I'm not accusing Brother Nick of being foolish. But let's, let's look. Let's look at them, okay? Brother Cooper, if you'll go up here. Brother Nick, if you'll go up here. Amen. He said that the difference is the foolish man came and saw this plot of ground and began to build immediately. The wise man come over here. He saw his plot of ground and he looked at it, observed it, looked at it a little while, just walked around it, and he thought about it a while. He said, you know what? I think I better dig deeper. I think I better dig deeper. If we look over to the parallel account of this in Luke chapter number 6, you'll find something out about this. In Luke 6, the same passage there, Why call ye me, Lord, Lord, do not the things which I say. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I'll show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and did what? He digged deep. He digged deep. Now, Brother Cooper, he's digging deep. He's, he's going down down below the surface. He's digging beyond. But this other man, he's just looked at the ground and said, My, that's a good-looking piece of property there. I think I might start building. And so he's looked at it and he's looked at it and he's started to work on it and he's he's already got something in his mind that he wants and he's planning and he's building. I I think some of us are like these two. We come to church, we get saved, we get down in the altar and pray and we get on fire for God. I want to do something for the kingdom of God. And that's the right thing. That's the right attitude. That's the right feeling. I want to do something for God. I want to do something for the kingdom. Whether it's prayer, praying or preaching or whether it's going out and witnessing whether it's going and encouraging somebody and putting my arms around letting them know I'm for you and I'm your friend and I'm with you there's there's right actions and right motivations and there's holy intentions there but it's how we build that makes the difference it's what we do when we start this race that makes the difference in the way we end can I tell you the choices you make right now Matters down the road The way you set your life up now Makes a difference Down the road The way you respond In these youth conferences The way you respond in youth group It makes a difference In your life Maybe not right now But down the road You're going to see a great impact on this Now look at Brother Cooper Brother Cooper look at that you, you think You think it might be right? Do, do some measurements on it here. Let me get you a tape measure. See, see, if, see if your foundation's good enough yet. Do some measuring for me. And, and just, just look at it. You see, Brother Cooper, what he's doing is he's making sure everything's just right. He's digging deep. He's not just building on the surface. He's digging deep. What does it mean to dig deep, Brother Tyler? How can I dig deep uh, when I build this house uh, for the Lord? I'm building in the right place. We're making sure of that. Uh, I'm building in the right way. Uh, but how can I make sure that my foundation uh, is right and sure? Uh, well, let me tell you something. we will go a little bit further back and tell you a little story. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens uh, and the earth. Uh, in the beginning... Uh, he began to form the world uh, form the universe uh, get everything just right uh, he began to do all of that and and he saw that as he created the creatures uh, he said uh, uh, to the son and to the to the spirit he said let us go down and make man in our image uh, and and in our likeness uh, and what he did was he went down uh, and he got a little dirt uh, he got a handful of dirt and he began to fashion it uh, and form it uh, and he got it just the way he wanted it uh, and shaped it just right uh, And he said, you know what? Let's go and breathe life into it. And the Spirit of God moved upon that lifeless body and it became man. But I can tell you, we're still that dirt. He said, we've come from the dirt and to the dirt we will return. See, the problem with most of us is we never fully get ourselves out of the way of what God is wanting to do. I want to worship God. I want to serve God in His kingdom but I still want to hold on to a little bit of me I want to hold on to my desires and my ambition I want to hold on to my plans for my life I want to hold on to my friends and my way of doing things my schedule I'll pray on my time I'll read on my time I'll come down to youth on the the summer as long as I don't have a beach vacation planned or ball practice scheduled Oh, I want to do things I want to be a part of the kingdom but I want to do it my way and so what we're doing when we make that decision is we're building on the earth we're building on our own ability we're following Jesus we're coming to church we're going to youth we're praying in the altars. We're showing up for revival. But what we're building on is our ability. What we're building on is our wishes, uh, our desires. Uh, and I'll be a part of the kingdom. Uh, but I'll also maintain uh, who I am uh, and part of my own life. Uh, can I tell you uh, that Jesus said, uh, "If you want to take up, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to take up your cross, uh, deny yourself." Uh, he said in one place, uh, "You cannot be my follower uh, except you hate mother and father, sister." And brother uh, Except you hate your spouse uh, And your children Uh, That sounds harsh brother Tyler Uh, That sounds mean How could Jesus say that uh, And lay out those expectations uh, For his followers uh, And his believers Uh, Because uh, if we are to serve him uh, There can be nothing else Uh, He will either be Lord of all uh, Or he will not be Lord uh, at all Uh, He will either have command uh, Of all of your life uh, Or none of your life Uh, You can follow him and build that house the way you want to and build it on your ambitions and your dreams and your plans and by your blueprint but if you have not dug deep and got yourself out of the way got your own ambition out of the way got your own desires out of the way your own plans out of the way there will come a day your house will fall your house it will fall You can build it your way. And you can build it just right beside someone who's building it the right way. But the day will come. Storms will come in your life. And they will knock you down. And great will be the fall. Great will be the fall. Can I tell you, Jesus said, in Luke, I believe it's chapter 17, He said it in a lot of places, but... One of the places, Luke 17, I think it's verse 33, he said, He that seeks to find his life or save his life shall lose it. But he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. What does that mean? It means that if I try to hold on to a piece of me, if I try to hold on, if I try to serve Him and still hold on to something of my own, what I'm going to find is one day the winds of change are going to blow through my life and my house is going to fall. One day the floodwaters are going to rise around me and my house is going to fall. One day the earth around me is going to begin to shake and to tremble. and my foundation is going to move under my feet and I will fall and great will be the fall of it can I tell you what Paul said Paul said in Romans 12 uh, verse number 1 he said I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service this is the minimum expectation get yourself out of the way give up everything you've held on to and lay it all down at the feet of Jesus and say Lord here's my life I'm not worthy to make the decisions about my life I'm not worthy Lord to choose my career path I'm not worthy Lord to choose anything about my life I'm laying it at your feet and you can do with it what you want to do what Jesus said is to dig deep enough into the the teachings of Christ to understand what it's going to cost you what is it going to cost me everything everything but that's a price that I encourage you to pay this morning it's a price it's not an unreasonable price because let me tell you what happened You'll lay your life down at the feet of Jesus. And you'll lay down your dreams and your ambitions and everything that you've planned, your friends. And let me tell you what He'll do. He'll give you better friends. You lay your ambition down He'll give you a better ambition You lay your career down He'll give you a better career You lay down your plans He'll give you better plans You thought you knew how to plan it out But He can show you a better way Oh my If you'll pay the price And give it all to Jesus this morning Because when I understand the teachings of Jesus See this is what all this is illustrating He's showing us He said he said, if you hear what I say and you do it, this is not just a, a, a simple following Jesus. They're already doing that. Building this house is not just simply following Jesus, because they've already done that. He said, if you've heard what I've said and you do it, what has he said? If you dig into what he said, at the very root of it all, is that you cannot help yourself. You can do nothing for yourself It is only by the grace of God and the mercies of God and the strength of God that you are able to do anything if there's anything good about me it is him who has done the good work in me if there's anything good about my life it's him who has molded my life and shaped my life that's what the teachings of Jesus if you boil it all down is that we have need of him we need him to work in us to move in us to shape us and to mold us in a greater way you dig deep because I'll promise you this storms will come we failed you in the Pentecostal church because we've made you think that if you serve God everything's going to be okay you're never going to go through hardship let me tell you hardship will come all that are godly in Christ Jesus will undergo tribulation We will face persecution. We will face temptation. We will face fiery trials. But let me tell you, if you build the right way, when the storms come and the trials come and the hard times come, you can know you're standing on an unmovable rock. The Lord said in one place in the Old Testament, again in Hebrews, I I declare from the heavens that I will shake the heavens and the earth and everything that is moved shall be cast out but those things which stand shall remain. Let me tell you, there's only one way to build, and it's to dig deep enough to know who He is, to know what He said, to know what He can do for you, to know how He can lead you, to know that He is better, and to build on that, not on me or anything about me, but on Him and Him alone, to build the right way every single time. Because at your age, you may not face such storms and trials. But I can tell you, it's not far off. Because I'm not much older than you. And I can tell you, I've faced some trials and storms and hardships. And if you'd have told me ten years ago I'd have faced, I'd have never believed you. But Doug, if they'd have told me at that youth camp, I'd have never believed them. But today, I can stand on the other side and say, I've been through some floodwaters. I've been through some times where the ground around me was shaken. I've been through some things where the winds of change began to beat against me. I, but I can tell you, I've endured I, and I've made it. I, why? I dug deep enough I, to find I, who it is I can believe, I, who it is I can trust, I, who it is I can depend on. I, and His name is Jesus. But there are others, and I've watched them. They built on this sand and they've got it just right, and they prop it up, and it looks good, but then the winds of change come, and it falls over. The winds of change come, and plank by plank, it starts to break apart. Sometimes, it's gradual. Sometimes it's sudden. Sometimes you just see them slipping away slowly. Sometimes it's immediate and great is the fall of that house. But every time it's a tragedy. Every time it's a great tragedy. But if you'll build the right way, Brother Cooper, I think, may have got deep enough. Oh, test it, Brother Cooper. Strike that ground and see what you find. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that? Did anybody hear what Brother Cooper just hit? I don't think he's digging in sand anymore. I think he just hit a rock. I think he just hit something firm and something solid that he may be able to build on. I think he found something. Oh, this secure. Brother Cooper, do you think you can trust that? you think you can build on that? you think that foundation is good enough? Oh my, Brother Cooper's found something. That Brother Nick didn't find you. But can I tell you something? If Brother Nick would have done the same thing as Brother Cooper, Come get this shovel, Brother Nick. Oh, Brother Cooper, why don't you show him the way. You've already found that rock. Why don't you show him where to dig. I think if Brother Nick would have done it the right way and began to dig a little bit and to find something there, he might have found that there's a solid foundation there. Oh, did you hit something, Brother Nick? Did you hear that? I think he just hit a rock. I think he just hit something solid. Oh, my, if we can learn to lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. And find the the solid rock The firm foundation We can build the right way I want to tell you this morning Dig deep I want to preach to you this morning Encourage you dig deep Dig deep There's a foundation there for you If you'll dig deep enough You'll find something you can build on That will never let you down As someone comes to this pen I just want to just share with you Thank you guys I appreciate your help I just want to share with you that not that many years ago I was a young man in the youth group. I came to church. I served God. I loved God. I loved to pray in the altar. I loved to worship. I played an instrument on the stage. I sang specials when I was asked to. I was in a singing group that traveled around and we went and ministered to people in different places. And it, on the surface, I looked like I had a firm foundation that I was building the right way. There was one thing I couldn't seem to let go of. Can I tell you, for 18 months, for one and a half years, the Lord began to pull my life apart. Peace by peace. He sent the winds of change through me, Brother Doug. And I watched... The house that I'd begin to build as the shingles began to fly off the roof. I watched as the rain began to fall and leak through that roof, Brother Micah. I watched as the river that I'd built beside began to seep up into the floors of my house and begin to destroy it. I'd gotten to a point where I was literally at my wit's end did not know what to do but I just knew I wanted to serve God more than anything I wanted to love God and serve Him and be used by Him There was just that one thing that I held on to I walked into that youth camp as a counselor that year we had a great day friends and seeing each other we hadn't seen in a long time We started church that night Great singing as it always is. Brother Doug Chapman took the pulpit. He stepped up in that pulpit. He said, tonight I've come to appeal to your ambition. I said, Lord, That's what I've been holding on to. That was the last little bit of dirt that I had covering that rock, Brother Doug. I was building on it. I had my ambition, I had my plans and my dreams, and I I knew what I wanted for my life. Brother Doug preached that night, I felt the Lord showing me, if you'll just move this last little bit, you'll find something you can build on. I ran to that altar on the right side of the stage and stood by that railing. And I wept and I cried. About 30 minutes to an hour, I said, Lord, Tired of holding on to this. I'm ready to give it to you. You know what I did? I took that shovel in one more time. I threw that dirt out of the way. And I heard him when he spoke to me, brother Said, you're gonna carry my gospel to the ends of this earth. And preach the good news to everyone that will. I had my plans and my dreams and I wanted to be a lawyer and I wanted to be a judge and I wanted to run for office and I wanted to do all these noble things. I found something better, Brother Doug. I found something far greater. I found something solid. I found something that will endure, not because it's the call to preach, but because I finally got enough of me out of the way to find Jesus and Him alone. And when I place my trust totally in him, I began to build the right way. And today, I have a house that's endured floods and storms and winds, but it's still standing, Brother Mike. Still got every board and every plank right where I put it. You no know one dug deep enough. I just want to ask you this morning, are you willing to get that shovel? to dig it into the ground to move a little bit of you out of the way and find something solid underneath every head bowed and every eye closed Father I come before you right and unchangeable and I thank you for that